welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And good evening and welcome to News in Focus. And actually our new time is Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock, also Thursday afternoons. Uh, at 1 p.m. and Saturday afternoons at 4 p.m. So if you missed this on Tuesday night, you can hear it again on Thursday and again on Saturday. We're glad that you're with us for News in Focus, a broadcast of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Well, the Ohio Christian Alliance, every election cycle, we actually survey candidates where they stand on important key moral issues. We publish the results in an educational voter guide. We do not endorse or support any political party or candidate. However, we do provide educational platforms for you to hear from the candidate in their own words uh, where they are on the positions. We believe that you are smart enough that if you hear enough information about a candidate, you can cast a vote, and so you don't need our endorsement. But we do provide the opportunity for you to hear from the candidates because ignorance is not bliss in that way, and so we're going to do that tonight. Actually, we have with us Jim Renacy, who is running for governor, uh, followed by, later this uh, program, we'll have Joe Blystone also running for governor. Uh, as Mike DeWine is the incumbent, he's running for re-election. So uh, with that, uh, we're going to introduce our fine guest, Jim Renacy. Jim, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Chris, and thank you for having me. Well, Jim, you and I have known each other over the years as you've served in Congress in the 16th Congressional District for a number of years. Your home is in uh, Medina County, and uh, you have actually, uh, you know, gone out. You're running for governor, and uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Look, we have a governor uh, of Ohio today who has really run the state uh, unconstitutionally in many ways, Uh, whether it was lockdowns, whether it was mass mandates, um, whether it was curfews, uh, all of those things were done really in an unconstitutional way. But we also have a state that's failing. If you look at uh, uh, statistics, uh, Ohio ranks anywhere from 35th to 50th, and this governor has done nothing to change it. In fact, this governor has taken us further down uh, from where we started. So if you look at where Governor Duntwine has taken us from the day he uh, took office to today, Um, and just talk about economics, our state cannot compete with other states. But then if you talk about the way he ran things, uh, you know, with the curfews, those were unconstitutional. And then you think about life, which is so important to me. And and, uh, you can also see that this governor um, hired a pro-abortion medical director as one of his first hires who basically scared all of us And while they were unconstitutionally closing things down, did not close abortion facilities. So when you take all of that together, I wanted to put my background and experience out there. Jim Renacy, who has owned and operated over 60 businesses in this state, created over 1,500 jobs here, employed over 3,000 people, did run for office because my Chevy dealership was taken away from me. You put all those pieces together, and I believe I am the most qualified and, quite frankly, the only one who can defeat Mike DeWine. Now, I know... You'll have another guest on after this, but that that individual again comparing him and uh, and he'll have his own chances to do that. But you know he believes you can just go in there with no background, no experience, not realizing that in the end the governor's power really is about leading and making sure that the House and the Senate um, understand your program, your vision, 
and moving them forward. You can't go in, like he says, and just tear it apart and change things, and I don't have no background and I don't have an experience. You really want somebody who has those experience. So if you if you compare all of us, I'm the guy who has experience, but also the want started uh, with nothing. My parents had zero. Uh, I did live the American dream by working hard, doing all the right things. And uh, I'm proud to say that Ohio gave me that opportunity, and I want to give back and really change Ohio for the better. You've been a, a resident of Ohio for over 30 years. You've started businesses here. You've raised your family in Ohio. Uh, you've obviously represented Ohio as a congressman uh, for over eight years in the U.S. House of Representatives, now running for governor. Uh, Jim, as you've gone around the state of Ohio and you've met with Ohioans, and we can see on the campaign trail you're going out to all the different events and, and stops and your uh, restaurants and uh, crossroads across the state, meeting with people, what are you hearing from Ohio? And what are you seeing, especially in the small towns of Ohio? Because if you go outside of Columbus or Cleveland or Cincinnati and you go out into the yonder areas of the state, the rural areas, you can see that there's some hard hit small towns. And I've seen administration after administration really not address the severe poverty that's in some of these places around the state, southeast Ohio. And my wife and I like to go out and see nature and we like to travel around the state, but we've seen some very poor areas. I don't even know how people go to the local grocery store in their local communities in some of these very uh, hard-hit, poverty-stricken communities. What is, and you're saying that Ohio ranks 35th to 50th in some of these categories, and so we can see in these uh, poor areas of the state uh, are not doing well. Maybe Columbus is doing well with the big intel get and those kinds of things. I know that Governor DeWine's going to tout that, and certainly that is a success for Ohio, but we all can't live in Columbus. I mean, you know, there's 11.5 million Ohioans across this state and geographically. And uh, what about the regions that are, are still suffering economically uh, as we are, are the status right now? Your thoughts on that? Well, Chris, you're exactly right. And look, I commissioned a report with the University of Akron because I wanted to get some econ- economists looking at this. Well, that report was finalized in 20, uh, November 2020. You can get it on my website, jimrenac.com. And you'll see that the conclusion was that Ohio is falling behind why Ohio cannot compete in the current economy, the current national economy. And the truth is they can't compete because they're still using 20th century economic policies in the 21st century. One of those that was disclosed in that report was that you can't pay for businesses to come here. That's the old way. What you have to do is you have to change the economic conditions and you have to make sure that people are willing to come. Chris, here's what's interesting. Businesses don't come to Ohio just to come to Ohio. Businesses go where employees are at, trained employees, well-trained, and you gotta you got to make sure that we are not losing ground. Now, um, United Van Lines has us ranked as the seventh most left state in the country, so people are leaving this state very quickly, and the University of Akron even picked up on that. You know, most states, if they do stay here and get, most individuals, if they do stay here and get their education, they go somewhere else. Um, And we really have a state that, other than Columbus, is dying. But let's look at that Intel deal, because you're right, Governor DeWine will tout that. But we paid $2.5 trillion. I'm sorry, billion dollars. I'm thinking federal numbers now. Two and a half. Don't don't talk in Joe Biden terms here. Use real numbers. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what reminds me of two and a half billion dollars to bring Intel in. But you know what we else did? We eliminated their cat tax. 
So their cat tax would have equaled 100% of the cat tax of every other company in the, in the state of Ohio, which says we gave them, we gave a lot away to bring them in. And that's what um, the University of Akron said is one of our failing issues. We continue to do things the old way, pay a lot of money to bring big business in. But, you know, regarding all these other towns, I did that in 2019 and, and before the pandemic in 2020. I traveled the state. I met with people in Steubenville and Portsmouth and all these cities where New York Times said um, are dying. Ohio's cities are dying. And we talked about why they're dying. And it really comes down to the policies and principles, tax, uh, you know, our, our tax policies, our spending we have so many issues here in this state that we have to fix so that not only people come back, but businesses will come here too. We, just last week, were ranked as one of the worst states for taxation, 39th for income tax, 35th for sales tax. I mean, the numbers, it was Wallet Hub that did our analysis, one of the worst states for taxation, yet you'll hear our governor say, well, you know, we cut taxes and and, and we are... Um, we 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 made the, the most significant tax cut in Ohio history. Well, who cares when you have the worst tax rate in the entire country? And those are the kind of things that we need to change because you're exactly right. Other areas around this state are dying. One of the things, Chris, I have said, and and I have a plan, which uh, you know the other candidates, the other candidate doesn't. I've said that we're going to take and and break the bureaucracy up in Columbus move it around the state to try and help uh, economically help some of these other cities and communities. We don't need 60 to 70,000 government jobs in Columbus anymore, not with the communication ability that we have, not with the systems, Internet systems we have. We don't need to always drive to Columbus to be able to meet with elected officials. In fact, they should be spread out into areas like Steubenville and Youngstown and all of the cities so that our representation is spread throughout the state, and it's not centered just in Ohio. I've got plans like that. I've got plans where I want to eliminate uh, property tax for people who live in this state uh, you know, for over so many years and, and can't afford the taxes anymore because of inflation. So these are all the little things that I say we can do. But, Chris, here's what's so interesting. You don't need to make up ideas. All you got to do is go look at the top 10 or 15 states, what they're doing, and we should be doing much more of that, changing our tax base and our tax system to a consumption tax, eliminating our spending, eliminating Medicaid expansion. There are so many things that I have said we need to do so we can compete with the top 10 or 15 states in the country. Well, that's right. And, you know, when you look, in, for instance, when you go to Florida, and my wife and I just visited there, first time in many years, we were visiting friends that have now gone to retire in Florida, by the way. Uh, Orlando is explored, exploding in growth. In fact, when we were trafficking around at night, we saw that they were actually making high-rises, uh, and they're welding I-beams at night. I'm like, Jim, I don't think I can ever remember when I saw that, that they're building at night. Uh, that's how fast uh, Orlando is growing. Now, of course, there's some poor areas in Ohio, uh, in Florida. We trafficked through central Florida uh, down to uh, southwest Florida, and we went through some very poor communities. So that's true. That's true in every state. However, 
like you said, policies make the difference. So let me ask you this next question. Does Ohio need to eliminate the state income tax? And if so, how would you go about accomplishing that? Well, Chris, I do believe we need to eliminate the income tax, and it's not going to be easy. One of the biggest problems Ohio has right out of the gate is we spend too much money. So I've already been working with the Tax Foundation out of Washington, D.C., and and what we realize is that we can't get to a consumption tax until we get our spending down. We just have too high of a spending. And in fact, we're one of the top 10 states in the country for spending. Let me give you an example. Our budget just last year passed was $80 billion yet, uh, and and that's 10.7 million people, yet Florida has 22 million people and their budget is $88 million, um, billion dollars. So if you think about it, they're spending $8 billion more than we are with twice the amount of people. But here's the other problem, Chris. Let's go to North um, North Carolina and Georgia, which are about the same size. Their budgets are 45 to $60 billion. So we have to get our $80 billion spending back down to a point where we can change our tax system. So as a governor, my first goal would be to look around and see what are we doing and why are we spending so much? Why, you know, why are we spending the same amount as Florida? Why are we spending twice as amount as, as some of the states of similar size? And I've already found some of those spots. I mean, Medicaid expansion. Here's what's interesting for your listeners. When um, Governor Strickland was the governor, Democrat governor, almost 15 years ago, Medicaid was only 17% of the budget. Today, it's 52% of the budget. So we have to look at this Medicaid. Medicaid expansion has caused it to explode. Um, look, I am also a believer that we got to take care of our safety net, our nursing home patients, our elderly, our children who need Medicaid, our disabled. Those are our safety net spending. But Medicaid expansion, which now is is just exploded our budget, we need to take a really good close look at it. You know, there's 15 to 17 states that are doing real well and don't have Medicaid expansion. And I think that was a big mistake by uh, Governor Kasich, and uh, I think we've got to reverse that. That's one of my plans also. At the same time, we do got to get our spending down to a point where we can eliminate our tax and get a consumption tax like Florida, like Tennessee, like Nevada, like Texas. Look at the states that are economically booming, and those are the states that all have consumption taxes. We're talking with Jim Renacci. He's a candidate for governor. The May 3rd primary uh, is what he'll be on, and uh, if that still holds true. And as of tonight, uh, the May 3rd primary is still scheduled for the statewide candidates, for the congressional candidates, uh, and, uh, and, and local issues. So the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate, that is yet to be determined later this week, so stay tuned. And you can also learn more at our website at Ohio Christian Alliance. Jim, I want to ask you a couple of questions from the Ohio Christian Alliance Candidates Survey. Uh, and you do intend to fill out the survey. Uh, you have in the past. Do you still intend to fill out the survey for us? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question. Legislation protecting pastors and churches from civil discrimination, known as the Pastors Protection Act. Support, oppose, or undecided? Support. Teaching critical race theory in public schools. Support, oppose, undecided? Oppose. Then I want to ask you a question. 
the state, the U.S. Supreme Court is deliberating the Dobbs decision, which many believe will strike down Roe v. Wade as we know it. It will actually send it back to the states. And so those pro-life laws that the states have passed over the years will now come into play, restricting abortion on demand. Uh, Ohioans are now concerned that we don't have enough pro-life legislation. Would you be willing to sign legislation if the Dobbs decision was to strike down Roe v. Wade to strengthen Ohio's pro-life laws and banning abortion in Ohio? Well, Chris, I I will tell you that Jim Renacci and Joe Knopp, my lieutenant governor, will be the most pro-life governors in the country. Joe Knopp, of course, uh, was the Joel, the, the producer of Unplanned, um, I can tell you that we are going to have what, what I call a, a position in our cabinet, the protector of the unborn, and the answer is 100%. You know, there are three or four candidates in this race, but I will tell you, um, the one who has an unblemished record uh, pro-life is Jim Renacci. Mike DeWines is blemished because he had a pro-abortion uh, uh, medical director. Uh, he should never be forgiven for that. He did not close. He, did, he, he continued to allow abortion facilities be essential. And Joe Blystone, who I think you're going on have, has no record. In fact, has not done anything, but he'll say he's pro-life. But at least with Jim Renacci, you have an unblemished record, which I think is important. You know, both you and I were at the uh, Cleveland Right to Life, uh, Bring America Back to Life uh conference a few weeks ago, and I was shocked to hear that abortion rates actually have gone up during 2020 and 2021, and that's due to the fact that these abortion clinics, when everything else was closed, they remained open, and I think that's that's accurate. That's, that's a strong criticism. I mean, we had seen abortion rates uh, going the opposite uh, direction. The pro-life movement was very encouraged. The abortion rates were dropping. Here during 2020 and 2021, abortion rates increased, and that's a great concern, so I'm so glad to hear you say that. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, you know what's interesting, Chris? I put that out on social media, and somebody came back and said, well, it only went up five or 600 people. That's probably oh, 600 people. Uh, uh, see that? Oh, oh yeah. I'm, think about that, Jim. I mean, I'm telling you, evil is in the heart of man. You know, that's what the Bible says. The heart is wicked above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Let me ask you this question. People have been concerned since 2020 about voter fraud. Now, not so much here in Ohio, as Ohio, uh, the election seemed to go pretty well, although we must always be vigilant about voter fraud and election fraud. Across the country, though, much has been made about states like Georgia, Wisconsin, Nevada, you know, and across the country. Pennsylvania, of course, your own home state. Uh, back in the day, uh, would you support reducing voter fraud by requiring state-issued government photo ID or requiring photo ID to vote? Well, Chris, here's another example of where Jim Renacci uh, went in. I got appointed by the Medina County Board of Elections so that I could actually see what was going on and be able to talk about it intelligently. The other candidates have never done that, but I did it. I did it for one year. I was went through a a primary election and a general election, here's what I believe. And I've said this. It's funny. I said it before I got involved, and now I, need, I, I say it even more, that we need a photo, uh, photo ID. And I also believe in Ohio we need forensic audits. Not Look, we have an internal audit system um, among the Board of Elections. We have Republicans and Democrats who check, and there's all kind of checks and balances, but I still believe we need an external audit 
um, on a on a not on a regular basis, but on a random basis, checking our systems, uh, checking our voter files, and and it's got to be an outsider. So I'm going to be calling not only for a voter ID, but for a forensic audit um, at least every four years, but probably every year on a random basis in different counties, so that every four years we've been able to check every county. What would you say to voters right now who are uh, you know, they feel a little disenfranchised. They, they see all the problems of the world all around them. Uh, showing up to the primary May 3rd is so important for people. This is our representative form of government. This is how we're able to continue uh, our form of government and not allow it to be stolen. Uh, what would you say to that hesitant voter out there right now who is thinking about, well, it doesn't really matter if I vote or not? Well, here's what I tell people, and I do hear that on the trail um, a lot, Chris. If you don't vote, it definitely doesn't count. So here's what I, I'm hoping people do. I think they should go. They should vote. Um, and at the same time, they got to do one extra thing. they got to get to know the candidates. It's not about what they say. You know, too often we find, you know, a gimmick that we like. Well, you know what? I like this guy or I like that gal because she shook my hand. She talked to me. She sounds like a good person. But if you really look at their background, and even if they've never voted before, people have a history. I get so frustrated when we have these people who say they're pro-life. But if you look prior to ever running for election, did they ever, you know, help at a pregnancy center? Did they ever stand in a life chain? That's Those are some of the things I've done. They say they're pro-gun, but they've never done those things. I think it's important that you vote. I think it's important that, I mean, look at look at the soldiers and and all the military men and women who have fought for us to have that right to vote, that we should, that they should vote, but they need to make sure they're evaluating too often. People walk into that voting booth on May 3rd or November 3rd or whatever date it is, and they haven't even done anything but they, to get to know the candidates, but then they say, well, I know that name, or hey, I saw that guy last week. That doesn't mean he or she is the right candidate. And I hope voters take a little bit more time to do that this time. Just because they've never run for election before does not mean they do not have, you know, a history and a background and a record. Well said. Again, we've been talking with Jim Renacy. He is candidate for governor on the May 3rd ballot. If to follow uh, Jim at his website and also the campaign stops where he'll be over the next number of weeks. He'll also be in the Ohio Christian Alliance Voter Guide as he intends to fill out the survey, and we will publish the results of the survey. There's probably a handful of questions, not the full survey. Each candidate, state candidate receives a five-page survey. Each federal candidate receives a seven-page survey from the Ohio Christian Alliance, and then we publish the results uh, somewhere around 12 questions that we've asked the candidates. Uh, and again, to follow Jim is jimrenacy.com. That's jimrenacy.com. Jim, thanks so much for being my guest today. Thank you, Chris, and uh, thank you for having me. God bless you, and uh, blessings and safety out there on the trail. And as you go to see the, the greatest folks, which are our fellow Ohioans, thank you, my friend. God bless you, and God bless all your listeners. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. And again, if you've missed any of today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org or just search Ohio Christian Alliance. The Voter Guide will be posted up in early April as early voting begins April 5th. So we just have 42 days to the May 3rd election. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.
Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe. On D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. I'm Johnette Cruz, and I'm a busy mom. Then a friend told me about TrustBlueReview.com, a new website powered by the Christian Blue Network. She uses it to find trusted Christian-owned businesses. I checked it out, read the helpful reviews, and found a great family dentist. Now I use TrustBlueReview for all my family's needs. For peace of mind, do what I did. Visit TrustBlueReview.com or download their free mobile app from your app store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust and continuing our candidate forum for governor, uh, with us on the phone is Mr. Joe Blystone. He is also running for governor on the May 3rd primary ballot, and you can follow his uh, uh, organization and his campaign at blystoneforgovernor.com, and we'll give that out again later in the program. Let us just say that, again, the Ohio Christian Alliance uh, surveys all the candidates on issues, the the statewide candidates, Congressional, Ohio House, Ohio Senate, and then publishes the results in an educational voter guide. The surveys have gone out this week. They're a little behind schedule of what they normally are due to the map battle down there at the Ohio State House. But that being said, we do have a May 3rd primary, and it is 42 days as of tonight uh, to the primary. And we'd like to give opportunity for the candidates so you can hear in their own voice uh, where they stand on the issues that are important to you. And with that, we'd like to introduce our uh, new guest is Joe Blystone. And again, he is running for governor. He is an Ohio native, born in East Liverpool, Ohio. And he is married to his wife, Jane, and they have three children. And uh, he's also done farming. He has his own businesses. And I'm going to let him tell us about his story. Mr. Blystone, welcome to the program. Hey, thank you, Chris. Uh, thank you uh, for ha- uh, giving me the opportunity to, uh, you know, just lay out uh, what I think Ohio should be here. Well, t- um, tell us a little bit know, about your background. You know, uh, I'm a small business guy. Uh, I'm a cattle producer. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm like the majority of many folks across this great state. I'm, 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 I'm middle-class, uh, blue-collar worker, uh, a guy that, uh, you know, appreciates, uh, hard work, uh, uh, integrity and, uh, uh, what this country was founded on, godly principles. 
And, uh, you know, I've uh, been very blessed in my life uh, with a great family, a great wife who supports me, uh, and a great business uh, that uh, we run, uh, which is all uh, located uh, on our farm there in Canal Winchester. So, Joe, you have gone out across the state of Ohio, and uh, one of your signatures is your big, tall, white cap, (laughs) white hat, and everybody has seen that as you've uh, made your way around the uh, state and talked to your fellow Ohioans. Tell us a little bit about your travels over the last number of months and talking to Ohioans and what's mostly uh, concerning them right now. You know, uh, I'm a guy that, uh, just like most, we didn't, you know, we go out and vote. We vote for the lesser of the two evils, and we hope there's a different outcome. And uh, we we have seen the last, uh, well, almost two and a half years, I guess, uh, where this uh, so-called pandemic uh, has ruined a lot of lives, uh, a lot of businesses. Uh, the, uh, the, the current administration here in Ohio, uh, they've abused our children and our schools regarding you know, mask wearing when we know it doesn't work. Um, and uh, I decided enough's enough, and not that I was uh, looking to get into politics, but if we're not willing to uh, get into uh, the fight, uh, then I guess we're all right with the outcome. And I decided I'm going to be part of this fight, and I want Ohio turned around. So uh, a year ago, February, we uh, we drove off the farm, and we're gone uh, about six to seven days a week giving uh, town hall events uh, all over the state, one, two, three events a day. Um, and, uh, man, people, people, I guess, can relate to me because I'm just like them. I'm the guy that, you know, I worry about paying the mortgage and the electric and filling my gas tank up and, and, and uh, everything that's happening. And they want representation, and we haven't had that in a very, very long time. You know, it wasn't until President Trump was elected and we saw that, you know what, we can hire somebody on the outside of the outer belt that will represent our voice and will fight for it. Uh, You know, we we don't need politicians. We need warriors these days. We we need somebody who's going to stand up for the truth, Uh, whether we like the truth or not. We just want to hear the truth, and we want and we want a fighter that's going to fight uh, against Washington and all the political nonsense uh, that's going on right now. So you know, it's 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 truly humbling. Uh, people, man, as much as I inspire people all over this state, they just as much uh, inspire me too. Uh, I feel like I have the uh, weight of. Uh, of society on my shoulders because, uh, you know, these, these uh, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, they're, they're very worried. They're stressed out. They, they want the country back that we grew up in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And, and this communistic, uh, ideology that's being pushed right now, people are scared. They, they're, they're scared for their children. And, uh, man, I, I hope and pray to God that, uh, you know, we can get this turned around. And, you know, if I didn't have faith, I don't think I could do this. But I know God pushed me down this path, and uh, he has a plan here. I don't know if the plan uh, includes me in that governor's chair. Uh, but, 
but nonetheless, I'm 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 going to put 150 percent in this. I'm going to do uh, the best I can with the tools he has given me, and uh, we're going to fight. And I believe that uh, uh, the the movement we have all over this state, uh, I believe it's uh, uh, it's not not uh, because of what I can do. I believe that. Man, I'm just listening to what he's telling me to do, and it's and God's opening up doors, and he's making things happen. We're talking with Joe Blystone. He is a Republican candidate for Ohio governor on the May 3rd primary ballot. Mr. Blystone, the Ohio Christian Alliance sends out a candidate survey. It's in the mail. Uh, do you intend on filling out the survey? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to take uh, you through a couple of the questions that are on the survey, and with all full disclosure, prior to having you on as an interview, we also had uh, Mr. Renacci on, who is a challenger of you, and Mr. DeWine in the primary on May 3rd. Uh, So we give you equal time. Let me ask you this question. It's under religious expression and morality on the candidate uh, survey. Legislation protecting pastors and churches from civil discrimination, what we call the Pastors Protection Act. Would you support, oppose, or undecided on that issue? Pastor Protection Act. I guess I don't know very much about that, but uh, I don't believe uh, that—I believe pastors should be allowed to— uh, preach the word uh, however they see fit. Um, I don't think government has any uh, reach into our churches, uh, nor do they have the reach into telling churches to shut down, which uh, we've seen this all over the country in the past two years. Uh, uh, we are protected under uh, our constitutional rights, our, our churches, our pastors, our religions, and uh, we need to uh, keep Keep the government on the other side of the fence. Okay. Let's move down to education and parenting. And a question there is, teaching critical race theory in public schools, do you support, oppose, or undecided on that issue? You know, we have no room for uh, uh, racist curriculum in our school districts. Uh, It's, uh, I I mean, I can't even believe we're having this conversation uh, about this curriculum. And uh, talking to uh, uh, Diane Fesler, who uh, sits on the state teacher school board, uh, you know this this didn't this didn't pop up the last year or two. This has been this has been around for years, uh, and we just haven't been paying attention. Um, so, uh, critical race theory or social emotional learning or whatever whatever particular label they're using at, at this week. Um, that curriculum needs to be out of our school district. There's an effort uh, to uh, legalize recreational marijuana in the state of Ohio. Uh, your position on that, again, legalization of recreational marijuana, support, oppose, undecided? You know, uh, I don't, uh, I, I'm not a supporter of recreational use of marijuana. I, I believe, uh, I do believe that uh, on, a, on a medical standpoint, it, there is some goodness to it um, beyond uh, the, uh, uh, the uh, opioid push. Um, I think uh, using uh, this uh, marijuana uh, in lieu of, but I think it needs to be prescribed. I think it needs to go through a, uh, a chain of command that there is control of it. Um, but I don't think uh, 
recreational use. I, I don't believe we need uh, more of the dumbing down of America. You know, we want everybody in a fog. We want to, the government wants to control everybody, you know, handing out bird seed. And, and uh, so, so I am not, uh, I am not in support of that. There's also a legislative effort in both the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate to do away with Ohio's death penalty. So in that question, we have survey capital punishment for certain crimes, such as first-degree murder. Support, oppose, undecided. You know, I am in support of uh, capital punishment. I think uh, the, uh, the, the crime should fit the punishment. Um, and... Uh, I guess that's all I got to say about that. Also, we have seen since 2020 lots of concern about voter fraud, not so much here in the state of Ohio, but in other states like Georgia, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Nevada, uh, Arizona. There was great questions, and there's been audits, and there's been discovery of election and voter fraud in those states since the 2020 election. An effort is uh, here in Ohio reducing voter fraud by requiring state-issued government photo ID to vote. Do you support that? Well, uh, yes. I I do support uh, uh, photo ID to vote, but I also think... uh, there should be another option, and that should be uh, fingerprinting. I, I don't want to exclude the Amish folks that uh, that want to vote. Um, they're willing to uh, do a uh, a, uh, a a thumbprint, um, but they're not willing to get their picture taken. So I, I think it should be uh, a little of both. Um, and and just to add on to what you said about uh, you know. Maybe not so many problems here in Ohio. We do have a lot of problems here uh, with our election system in Ohio. And the fact that uh, our uh, Secretary of State LaRose and our AG Yost will will not uh, have conversations with folks that uh, have been uh, researching, uh, know and, and know of fraud, can provide evidence, uh, but these folks will not sit down and and look through the evidence. Uh, we we have a we have a severe problem here in Ohio, um, and if we uh, keep electing folks that uh, for some reason have uh, other uh, another agenda, uh, we we're going to lose our elections. There's an effort in Ohio, uh, the legislature, to expand school choice, something called the backpack bill. Basically, the concept is is that the money would follow the child and that each parent would then take those monies as each student, I think it's around nine to $11,000 uh, per year, uh, that's either public or private school, would follow the student. And that's uh, that the parent and the child would make the choice uh, where their child would go to school, whether it would be public school or private school, instead of the limited access to school choice that we have currently, it would be across the board for all Ohio's school children. Would you support, as governor, the backpack bill? You know, uh, yes, I yes, I would wholeheartedly. I, I think school choice is most important. Uh, and a matter of fact, I've been talking uh, about the backpack bill uh, uh, since I've been running uh, for this elected position. Uh, I, I believe uh, not only should we push the backpack bill, 
But on the other side of that, we need to make sure that uh, uh, homeschooling parents um, can exempt out of any of these programs. I, I want to make sure that we're protecting our homeschoolers. That you know, if they don't want to be part of the backpack bill, they don't want they don't want any uh, government overreach. Uh, I I, I want to make sure there's a protection there for them to to uh, carry on uh, with what they've been doing. The next question is, uh, along the, the uh, vein of taxes in the state of Ohio, uh, does Ohio need to eliminate the state income tax? And if so, how would you go about accomplishing that? Well, I'm, I'm not sure uh, eliminating this income tax, um, but we do, have, we do need a total reform. Uh, it's, it's, uh, we, we fail in this state uh, when it comes to uh, overtaxing, overregulating. Uh, I, I would like to move towards a, uh, a full, uh, across-the-board uh, consumption flat tax, um, which would be a, a, a great option uh, to uh, help out Ohioans and put, put more money back into uh, their pockets because the, the tax would be, uh, uh, it would be spread out amongst many more people. Uh, and as we know right now, uh, the middle class folks are paying the brunt of the taxes and we're getting squeezed out. We're talking with Joe Blystone. He is Republican candidate for Ohio governor on the May 3rd primary. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back on the other side. More from Mr. Blystone. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe. On D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. I'm Johnette Cruz, and I'm a busy mom. Then a friend told me about TrustBlueReview.com, a new website powered by the Christian Blue Network. She uses it to find trusted Christian-owned businesses. I checked it out, read the helpful reviews, and found a great family dentist. Now I use TrustBlueReview for all my family's needs. For peace of mind, do what I did. Visit TrustBlueReview.com or download their free mobile app from your app store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. 
And we're back, and we're continuing our discussion with Mr. Joe Blystone. He is a Republican candidate for governor of Ohio, and he will be on the May 3rd primary ballot. You can follow his campaign at blystoneforgovernor.com. Mr. Blystone, I want to turn a corner here and talk about the life issue. Uh, The U.S. Supreme Court in the Dobbs decision yet to be uh, revealed. Many believe that if the court uh, sides with the Dobbs decision, it would actually strike down Roe v. Wade as we've known it. Uh, It would send abortion back to the states, those states that have strong pro-life or restrictive laws on abortion uh, would go into effect. Ohio, of course, has passed pro-life legislation over the years, a 20-week bill, a Down syndrome bill, some of them are still in the courts, and of course the heartbeat bill that passed both the Ohio House and the Ohio Senate was signed into law a few years ago. Uh, That would be into play. If If you are elected governor, would you then, because there's continued concern of exactly where Ohio would be, would you sign legislation that would restrict or totally ban abortion in Ohio if elected governor? Well, absolutely. Uh, I've been pushing an abolitionist uh, uh, stance. Uh, We need uh, to abolish abortion in this state. Uh, Right now, we're regulating. Uh, we're regulating 23,000-plus murders here in this state, um, and this needs to stop. It's ungodly. Um, we need to defund abortion. Uh, but on the other side of that, we need to fund adoption. We need, uh, we need to find these children that's out in the, uh, the, the, the system, uh, forever homes, that will build a good foundation for them uh, and uh, teaching them what's right, what's wrong. Uh, what's godly, what's not, you know, and we're already spending the money. So uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a farmer. I'm, I like to fix problems at the root cause. And if we can get in front of this and, and capture these young people uh, who need some mentoring, who need some, some parenting and need to, uh, to learn uh, what, what's acceptable, you know, uh, I believe they'll be good products of society, and uh, if we don't, well, then we're going to spend the money when they become adults in the judicial system and in the prison system. And you know, I'm tired of we're, we throw the money after there's a problem. So let's spend the money where it counts, and let's make a difference. We're talking with Joe Blystone, again, Republican candidate for Ohio governor on the May 3rd ballot. We just have 42 days until the May 3rd election. Uh, early voting will begin on April 5th, and that's if all this calendar stays in place. There has been a battle over the maps as Democratic leftist interests have filed suit uh, at the Ohio Supreme Court, basically slowing down the process and throwing out the maps. And now there's a federal lawsuit that's going to be heard later this week in which other uh, pro-life conservative interests have filed against the Ohio Supreme Court and those special interests who have been trying to commandeer the system. But stay tuned. You can always visit our website at ohioca.org. And we will be producing a nonpartisan voter guide. We do not endorse political parties or candidates, but we do produce a voter guide in which we survey the candidates and we publish the results. If a candidate does not fill out the survey, of course, they won't.
won't be in the voter guide. But if they do fill out the Ohio Christian Alliance candidate survey, the results of which will be posted online at our website at ohioca.org. Joe, as you've been going around the state of Ohio and meeting with uh, Ohioans in uh, large cities and, and small towns across the state, uh, you know, we hear from some voters that, you know, it doesn't really matter if I vote. You know, it's like my vote doesn't count. Uh, what what would you say? And I'm sure you've heard that a uh, little bit of a disenfranchisement that's going on out there. I know Ohioans felt that way as they uh, voted for President Trump. Uh, he won the state again. And then they looked at uh, it's a battleground state. Normally, if you win Ohio, you win the presidency. But then they saw uh, things happening in Georgia and Arizona and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan. I forgot to mention Michigan earlier. But all that said, what are you saying to these voters that said, well, my vote doesn't really count? Well, um, we basically we have to come out in mass numbers. Um, uh, we, 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 our votes are count, counted, well, we hope. Um, uh, we have to get rid of these mail-in ballots. Uh, there, there is no security to a mail-in ballot. Um, and we saw, uh, here in Ohio in the 2020 November election, a lot of fraud, uh, because of that mail-in ballot, uh, uh, traveling all across this state, you know, uh, I've, I've asked this in just about every speech that I give, you know, has, have you received or did you receive a mail-in ballot? Uh, and many hands go up, and many many say, yes, we not only received one, we, we received two, three, four. Um, so we need to tighten up our election around this state. But uh, right now, until we can get some of these things done, and, and I believe we need a full forensic audit, I do believe we need to get rid of the machines. I, I think we need to go back to paper ballots and manual counting. Um, but until then, we have to come out in mass numbers uh, because I believe uh, Trump in November uh, 2020, I don't believe he won by eight points. Um, working with uh, Dr. Douglas Frank, who is a world-renowned scientist and a physicist, uh, he says that just in some modeling of numbers that he can prove Trump won Ohio by more like 16 points. Um, so we have a lot to clean up. We have a lot to fix in our election system, make sure it's, uh, it's fair and honest. Um, and I believe uh, the only way we're going to get this done is change leadership. We've been talking to Joe Blystone. He's a Republican candidate for Ohio governor. Mr. Blystone, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Again, to follow his campaign, go to blystoneforgovernor.com. Again, need to say that the Ohio Christian Alliance does not endorse any political party or candidate, but provides these candidate forums on air to provide information to the general public. Uh, also, more information about the upcoming election is on our website at ohioca.org. And if you've missed any of today's program, you can also hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org or just Google Ohio Christian Alliance. Thanks for listening. God bless. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. 
To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.